Have fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft? Don't miss Locked On's Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to our Twitter account at Locked On Network. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome in to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Tuesday edition of the show, guys. It's episode number four this week, or I should say episode two of five. Download it into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are available Monday through Friday on Odyssey, on Apple, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google, you name it, five days a week. It's your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. And guess what? Now we're also available on YouTube. Subscribe to our Lockdown Eagles YouTube channel for shows every single day. We've also got short clips we'll be posting throughout the week, throughout the season, 365 days a year. We are, again, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. My co-host, Gino Camilleri, he's off for the day, so I'm riding solo and coming up on today's edition of the show, the Eagles cutting the roster down from 90 to 86, including a very notable player on offense that I thought was going to make the 53-man roster was waived by the Eagles today. We'll get into another update from the Eagles joint practice with the New England Patriots at the NovaCare Complex, and then we're bringing back for the first time in 2021. It's one of our flagship shows on Lockdown Eagles. It's stock up, stock down. Who's shining? Who is struggling? After one week of preseason action for the Eagles, they have another game coming up on Thursday. So we're going to get a stock up, stock down in before that game. But before you know it, before further ado, before we get into stock up, stock down, let's get into the roster cuts that happened today for the Eagles. Again, they cut it down. Four players have been released or waived, depending on who we're talking about here. The roster going down from 90 to 86. The Eagles cutting tackle Casey Tucker, center Luke Jeriga, and running back Carrion Johnson. So Carrion Johnson is the big notable name here for the Eagles because I personally thought he was going to be one of the four running backs they kept on this 53-man roster, right? He's a former second-round pick. He's got a lot of talent. I think he was the favorite over Jordan Howard and, I don't know, even healthy, maybe over Boston Scott. But the injury that happened yesterday where he was reportedly week-to-week now, that really did him in because although Johnson is a former second-round talent that has proven that he can flash on the field in the regular season, like that 2018 rookie season was pretty impressive. Although he's shown some flashes on the field, he has never been able to stay healthy and the best ability. A lot of the time is availability. And so Johnson being week to week. Now it was already a tight race. He wasn't making a ton of noise in training camp. He made one nice play in the preseason, right? Where he fell and got back up and gained about, I think eight or nine yards, but ultimately it wasn't enough to be worth holding on to him while the injury heals. When you have Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, those three were already a lock. And then to me, it was down to, okay, which one of these bigger built running backs are we going to keep between Jordan Howard, 
in carry on Johnson. Jordan Howard has just been able to stay healthy and carry on Johnson hasn't. So the Johnson wave is big news for the running backs because I think this pretty much sets in stone now who makes the roster. Some of you out there might think Jason Huntley is going to make the team. I just, I can't see them. They're not, I mean, Miles Sanders is the lead running back. Kenny Gainwell looked really good against Pittsburgh, and I think they have a big role for him coming up this year on offense. So Sanders and Gainwell, they're locks. Boston Scott is too, the leadership role he's taken on, and he has proven to be a very solid, I think low-end RB2, high-end RB3 that has some explosive ability. So Sanders, Gainwell, Scott, they've been locks. And now I think Jordan Howard's the guy you're keeping. Keep in mind, look at that game against Pittsburgh. When the game started, Miles Sanders wasn't playing. Kenny Gainwell was an RB1. Boston Scott was an RB1. It was Jordan Howard. And he has played really well. He's well-conditioned. And that's going to be your four running backs after the Eagles waved carry on Johnson today. Again, with Johnson, I thought he was going to make the team because I think he's a better talent right now than Jordan Howard. I think there's more upside there. He's bigger than Scott Sanders and Gainwell like Jordan Howard is. But unlike Jordan Howard, Johnson also has a receiving ability that, again, you want that multidimensional ability in a running back regardless of which spot he's on with the depth chart. But again, injuries, just they really did in carry on. He's a really good talent. I've liked him since his Auburn days, but uh, just again, you're not waiting week to week for him when it was already a tight race with Jordan Howard, and I think Howard was already leading the pack anyway. So the, jo the Johnson injury pretty much to me sets in stone what is happening now at running back for the Eagles. It's going to be Sanders, it's going to be Gainwell, it's going to be Scott, and it's going to be Howard. All right, guys, coming up next right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles, let's get into our first edition of Stock Up, Stock Down for the 2021 season. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. And guys, today's show, it's sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action, all your NFL action, all your Eagles action in 2021. Put your money where your mouth is. Bet on Jalen Hurts to win MVP. Call me out, right? You guys are all going after me on Twitter saying this is the guy. It's not Justin Fields. It's not Trey Lance. It's not Zach Wilson. It's not Carson Wentz. It's Jalen Hurts. All right, go to betonline.ag. Put your money down. He's a dark horse candidate. The odds are awesome. You're going to make some huge cash this year if your prediction is right and Jalen Hurts truly is QB1 and he blows up like Carson Wentz did in 2017. Or if you want to bet on Devontae Smith, to win rookie of the year. He returned to practice today and looked really good turning JC Jackson inside out in some drills. The former Heisman winner, you can bet on all your player props, individuals, futures, game by game action, you name it at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and you're going to receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. But online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back in to this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Louis DiBiase joining you. Let's get into our first edition of Stock Up, Stock Down. I love this show. We've been doing this since this is the oldest running show we have on LOE. We've been doing it together, Gino and I, since 2018, the offseason after they won the Super Bowl. And we started up stock up, stock down together. That was our first idea. And I just like it. I love running with it and checking the progress of these players, coaches, and front office members. Everybody is available to be put in the stock up, stock down 
categories of the show. Let's start off with the positives. I always like to start with the positives. Gino even used to call our podcast the positive pod um, because we like to be optimistic in Philly. And I think it was a good run from 2017 to 2019. Um, feeling optimistic than last year happened. And now I've kind of been seen as a dark cloud of the show, maybe more than Gino, just because it's been a nightmare for me. What I wanted to happen with the Eagles, everything has happened in the opposite manner since last year, since like a year ago today. But let's get into the positives. Let's start with stock up. And how can we start with anybody else but Jalen Rager, guys? I mean, did you see the one-handed catch he made today against the New England Patriots in the right corner of the end zone? He already made one incredible one-handed catch this year against Darius Slay in training camp that the Eagles' official Twitter account posted, and everybody was talking about it, right? This amazing one-handed catch back shoulder. He did it again today, but it was the smoothest one-handed catch in midair. He didn't bobble it, or it was like his hands were King Kong hands, and he had just this tiny rock in his palm. It was it was OBJ level stuff. Like obviously it wasn't in a game, but that's what that catch reminded me of. He's been doing this at camp repeatedly. And that is really, really exciting. And he's been a nightmare in one-on-ones this week. He's really done well against a good Patriots defensive backfield. I don't know. Ever since Nick Sirianni lit that fire under him when he had the worst practice, I think, of his career a couple weeks ago, and Nick Sirianni really got in his face, he bounced back with the best day of practice of his career probably the next day. And ever since then, he's been winning one-on-one matchups. He's getting open and press man coverage. He's making these highlight reel one-handed grabs. Maybe Jalen Rager, the breakout is coming in year two. And the great thing is the Eagles don't even need it as much as they did last year because you've got Devontae Smith and you also have Quez Watkins who might be on the verge of a breakout season in his own right in year two. I just, I don't know how you could be a bust when you're making those kinds of plays. And I do want to say, although Jalen Rager last year was extremely disappointing, he just could not stay healthy. He didn't look as explosive as he did at TCU. He came up really stiff. I don't know if it was because of the injuries or, you know, he struggled against press man coverage. It wasn't a great year one for Rager. But at the same time, it's not like Jalen Rager is not J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. You know what I mean? Where J.J. Ortega-Whiteside hasn't made, he's made one significant play since being a second round pick in 2019, right? That um, that fade pass down the right sideline against the Giants. 2019, Monday Night Football, that do or die game. Like that was a huge play late in the game. J.J. stepped up. But the kid has, what, 14 catches in three years? He can't even get open against third-teamers against Pittsburgh in the preseason, right? J.J. has been one of the biggest busts I've ever seen in Eagles history. Jalen Rager, yeah, he was disappointing last year, especially in comparison to what has been a so far elite receiver class, right, in the 2020 draft. So in comparison, it was even more disappointing. But Rager did make plays last year. He did show a level of consistency, a floor, getting open for his quarterback. I honestly thought, I mean, you had Travis Fulgham's huge month of October. You had random plays here and there from Deshaun Jackson and, you know, John Hightower and then Quez Watkins at the end of the year. But honestly, at the wide receiver position, I thought Jalen Rager was maybe the most consistent guy all year at at least knowing what you were going to get from him week in and week out. Like he didn't hit that ceiling. He didn't really have all those explosive plays you drafted him to make. But I thought there was enough of a sample size last year. There was enough good that now you have him develop with one of the best receiver coaches, I think, already when it comes to head coaches and Nick Sirianni. So hands-on with this position. You take what you got last year, you develop him here in year two, and 
I don't think right now, if I had to put my money on it, I would not bet on Jalen Rager being a bust. I would much rather put my money on him becoming like your Jeremy Macklin to your Deshaun Jackson in Devontae Smith as a really good wide receiver too. Or who knows? He might only have to be the wide receiver three if Quez Watkins continues to just tear people up like he has. And Quez Watkins obviously stock up for Quez, but I didn't put him in this list because we've been talking about him so much on the show lately. So stock up for another receiver we had to get into today because of that catch. Oh my Lord, that I watched it probably 30 times today. It was just an incredible catch. Stock up for our second round wide receiver, Jalen Rager. And then stock up to another guy I talked about in segment one, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, again, he's he's safe now. Now that on Johnson's been waived with that week-to-week injury, it's going to be Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott. Those guys were safe. And boom, Jordan Howard is your RB4. And honestly, I think because Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott have very similar skill sets, Howard has a really good opportunity to maybe trump some of them in snaps because you're going to want to use him in short yardage situations in the red zone much more than Gainwell and Scott. And I think he's your second best pass blocker, or he might be your best pass blocker. I think Miles Sanders is really good at it. And I think he's going to bounce back in that way in 2021, but Howard might even, I don't know. I don't think he's going to have more snaps than Gainwell because Gainwell is going to play all across the formation. But here's another one. If you had to bet between Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, having more snaps, I would probably bet personally on, Jordan Howard, because I think Kenny Gainwell is going to upend Scott in that role as that, you know, thrashing, multi-dimensional receiving type of RB2. But stock up certainly for Jordan Howard. It was down to him and Carrion Johnson, who was going to be that bigger back the Eagles captain. Again, in June, in July, I would have said Carrion Johnson was the favorite, but Howard's the one that stayed healthy, stayed in shape, and pass blocked like a madman really well this summer. And that goes a long way when you're trying to make the end of a depth chart. People forget. I mean, Jordan Howard, yeah, such a bad year in Miami last year. It's such a weird situation where they paid him this pretty nice contract and then he just is never used, right? Um, But in 2019, before that mysterious shoulder injury, Howard was maybe your most consistent offensive player throughout those first eight games in 2019. That offense ran through Jordan Howard. I remember that game against Green Bay like it was yesterday on Thursday night. He was so good. You scored 30-plus points on the ground, basically winning you the game against Aaron Rodgers on the road, and Jordan Howard kind of led the pack. He even had a receiving touchdown that game. Him being your RB4, a guy that's had a lot of experience as an RB1, a 1,000, multiple 1,000-yard receiving or uh, rushing seasons, that's a good problem to have when it comes to the depth at running back. I, this is my favorite depth chart when it comes to the Eagles at running back in quite some time, I would say at least since 2017. One more stock up for you here. Linebacker on defense, Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson is making a lot of plays this summer. He looked really good against Pittsburgh, had an interception yesterday against Cam Newton in the red zone, made a lot of plays again today. He just continues to make plays. This signing, I think, the Eagles have really swung and missed when it comes to free agent linebacker signings since they nailed the Nigel Bradham move in 2016, right? LJ Fort was a great signing, but they cut him. And then he went on to play really well in Baltimore. Last year, they signed Jatavis Brown. Jatavis Brown ended up retiring before he even touched the field. Um, Nate Geary, they continued to force out there. Um, Who was the other guy? I can't think of 
not Casey Tucker. That's the guy they just cut. Uh, Nelson, right? Corey Nelson was another really bad signing. Somebody thought, a lot of people thought he was going to start coming over from Denver. They just have been not very good at signing linebackers in free agency since Nigel Bradham. And they've had to, because of that, force Nate Geary out there. But I'll say Eric Wilson might be the next Nigel Bradham type of signing where it's low key, but it turns out to be really good value. He's only 26 years old. Again, he's really good in coverage. This is the guy I could see getting like a mid-year extension, kind of like you saw Timmy Jernigan get back in 2017, Alshon Jeffrey. I think Rodney McLeod got that too at some point. Howie Roseman likes to do that to guys he's sold on. And I think with Wilson being a free agent next year, when you, t- when you talk about him, Steven Nelson, Anthony Harris, those defensive veterans that you signed to one-year deals, I think Wilson has the best chance of getting an extension with the Eagles now and being a core piece moving forward. Eric Wilson is really an exciting player, and I know Alex Singleton looks really good this summer too. Between those two and Davian Taylor and Sean Bradley, there's a lot of upside, and this is an exciting linebacking group. The Eagles linebacking group has been miserable since 2017, 2018. The last couple years, it's been brutal. But this year, I'm excited to watch this group. It's inexpensive, it's young, it's fast, it's good in space, and that's uh, uh, something that the Eagles haven't had in a long time. So my stock ups, again, Jalen Rager, Jordan Howard, and Eric Wilson, they really deserve being on the list today on Locked on Eagles. Coming up next, let's get negative, baby. We're going to start talking about stock down, who struggled, who had a bad week last week around the Novacare complex during the preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And another guy that just, I thought looked really bad over the weekend based on other games. I think you might know who I'm talking about if you know me and you listen to the show. So uh, that's coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto, their prices are reliably low for everybody, including the do-it-yourselfers out there. And best of all, they have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Head over to the website right now. See all the parts available for your baby, right? Your car, your truck, your prize possession, right? A lot of us out there, car people, we love our cars. Make sure you write down lockdown in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Guys, today's show is also sponsored by Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising, though? The game is rigged against you, honestly. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have way more tools than you do. And honestly, they have more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. Nobody else does that. And it's just an awesome experience to play fantasy in this way. It's so unique. It's new. It's fresh. You're in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it's meant to be. One 
on one mano a mano play stat hero now and change the odds go to stathero.com slash locked on sign up for free and right now you can get three times back on your first play they're giving you a 300 percent match that's unheard of go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on all right eagles fans welcome back into this edition of your daily philadelphia eagles podcast it's locked on eagles All right, we did stock up. Stock up to running back Jordan Howard, linebacker Eric Wilson, wide receiver Jalen Rager. Now let's get negative. Let's talk about the stock downs. Who is not looking so great within the organization? I think right now, wide receiver Travis Fulgham, his stock is down. And not in the way like he is at risk of losing a roster spot, but I think it was pretty clear, or at least for the last couple months, he was better a favorite, a clear favorite to be a starting wide receiver when there's three receivers out there in 11 personnel. We all thought it was going to be Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and then probably Travis Fulgham, depending on what they did with the slot between him and Greg Ward. We all thought, let's get Travis Fulgham back to where he was last October when he's leading the NFL in receiving yards. Well, over the last month, considering how good Quez Watkins has been and how quiet Travis Fulgham has been, Quez Watkins is wide receiver three right now. I actually think he's wide receiver two over uh, Jalen Rager. I think just based on the way he's playing right now, he is your second best receiver. Um, But no matter what, he is certainly over Travis Fulgham. And the difference is too, unlike Fulgham, Quez Watkins is being cross-trained here. He's playing both inside in the slot and he's playing on the outside at the Z position. So Quez Watkins has trumped Travis Fulgham right now. And it's not like Fulgham was... Like, I would get why the Eagles would favor Jalen Rager over Quez Watkins and and give him more opportunities, right? You invested a first-round pick in him. He's got the similar upside, similar traits, and physical abilities. But the Eagles drafted Quez Watkins. They didn't draft Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham was kind of a pleasant surprise last year that was forced onto the field because of injuries, and then he blew up. But the Eagles, like, to me, I I don't think they're just going to do anything they can to keep Travis Fulgham out there like they have other players they've drafted in the past, and they're still kind of dragging their feet with this left tackle thing when it comes to naming Jordan Maialata the guy over Andre Dillard. But Travis Fulgham is a different story. They drafted Quez Watkins. They didn't invest that much in Travis Fulgham, and Watkins is earning that role on the field right now. And you're just more explosive. You're more dynamic with Quez Watkins out there, Jalen Rager, and Devontae Smith. The way you can move those guys inside and out, it gives you a lot of versatility. So I think Fulgham right now is wide receiver four, And that's not a bad thing, right? To have a guy like that at wide receiver four, a bigger body that you don't really have that style player across the depth chart. I'm not counting Jay jaw for that because he's useless. Um, And a guy that's played at the level he did last year is your fourth receiver, knowing he can get hot like that. That's a really good situation for the Eagles to be in. But right now I think Travis Fulgham's situation, probably not ideal for him. So his stock, I think with the way Quez Watkins is playing and Jalen Rager and the way this team trust Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, wide receiver four, or I don't, he's not wide receiver five, but I don't know if there's an injury, maybe Greg Ward is out there before Fulgham, at least when it comes to consistency, you know what you're getting in Greg Ward. You don't know yet at all what you're getting in Travis Fulgham. So stock down for Travis Fulgham. One more stock down here before we wrap up this edition of Lockdown Eagles. Yeah, you guys probably guessed it after seeing my Twitter this weekend, watching the Bears, watching the 49ers, following the Indianapolis Colts. I think stock down to Howie Roseman. I just think it was a bad look this week when you see how well 
Justin Fields looked as a Chicago Bear. He looked unstoppable. This is going to be another one of those stupid over-evaluations from the NFL circles where Lamar Jackson, right, Josh Allen, where they just look too deep into a player, ignore the talent and the upside and the, the proven ability with Fields at Ohio State. It's just Fields was, Fields was QB2 since high school with Trevor Lawrence. And I think you said so much of the same things about Fields and about Lawrence that eventually you started to nitpick and to over-evaluate and to find new, fresh content to talk about with Fields. And then there's groupthink in the NFL circles within teams, within media, within fans. That all spirals out of control. Before you know it, Fields is falling outside of the top 12, top 13, I think it was even top 15 picks, right? I think the Bears were at 16th overall. Don't quote me on that. And then he goes out there uh, this weekend and it's like, yep, that's exactly what you saw at Ohio State. This dude runs like Lamar Jackson. He has an arm like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying the same arm talent, but arm strength. Like it's, It is probably going to be top five in the league when it comes to just pure arm power. And he just tore up that, I think it was the Colts, right? The Colts defense. It was um, just such an impressive showing from Justin Fields. And the Eagles, they didn't have to give up anything. Like Zach Wilson, okay, I understand Zach Wilson, the Eagles would have to move up from, you know, what was it, 13 to, or, or even top 10 from eight to two or to three. No, two, because the Jets were going to take him, right? And they just couldn't get him. So I understand not being like, oh, the Eagles should have Zach Wilson. Look how good he's doing. But Justin Fields were, was in their lap, and they could have had him in three first round picks next year. So that was really tough for me to swallow. Um, watching Fields being really, really good because I think he is clearly a better prospect than Jalen Hurts. And I think then when you look at Trey Lance too, throwing that 80-yard bomb with the 49ers, I just think those guys are going to be stars. You guys know how much I loved that 2021 class between Lance, between Fields, between Zach Wilson. Watching those guys play really well this weekend and seeing that Howie Roseman kind of said, eh, I'm good. I think that was a mistake. I'm not saying they chose Jalen Hurts over them. I think they took the field over fields and Lance, if you will. The options of Jalen Hurts panning out, trading for Deshaun Watson, trading up for a guy in the 2021 draft. I think they liked that optionality better than just taking one of those guys. But I thought this weekend was a bad first step in, I don't know, this could, if Jalen Hurts doesn't become the guy, this could be looked back at as a historically bad debauchery of the quarterback position. I don't know. Even when it comes to like, I'm more focused right now. I'm more nervous. We're going to regret those decisions to pass on moving up for Lance, you know, taking Justin Fields. I think I'm more scared. We're going to regret that than regret trading Carson Wentz. I would rather have Justin Fields right now or Trey Lance than Carson Wentz. And you guys know how much I love Carson Wentz and still believe in him as a player. I think we're going to regret the Fields and Lance thing a whole lot more if Justin Hurts, or excuse me, see, I'm thinking about Justin Fields. If Jalen Hurts doesn't become the guy. And then you saw like the picture of Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson smiling and talking to each other at that practice Doug showed up at for Frank, uh, Frank Reich at the Colts uh, facilities. When you look at that too, there was all those false narratives out there that it was a Carson Wentz versus Doug Peterson thing. And that's why, you know, they were at odds and why Wentz wanted out. No. It was a Carson Wentz versus Howie Roseman thing, and it was a Doug Peterson versus Howie Roseman thing. They both, to me, had bigger issues. Maybe they had their own issues, I'm sure. Um, all quarterbacks and head coaches do of those kind of you know powers. And I, I think at the same time, though, the issues they had were mostly with Howie Roseman. 
And that kind of got spun into a Doug versus how uh, Carson thing. And I just don't believe that was ever the case. I think both had issues with Howie Roseman messing things up for Doug. It was putting how putting his hands all over things. He probably shouldn't and middling in coaching situations. And for Carson Wentz, it was Howie Roseman not building around him properly. And then kind of, you know, slipping the carpet underneath his feet and drafting Jalen hurts. So I just think overall between those three factors this weekend, it was a bad look for Howie Roseman. I think he's constructed a pretty good roster in 2021, but there are some huge monumental uh, monumental decisions he made this offseason that are really going to determine the fate of this franchise for a long time. So we're going to continue to follow it for a long time. And guys, it's not going to go away. If Justin Fields and Trey Lance are great and Carson Wentz is great and Doug Peterson becomes a good head coach again and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni aren't the guy, I believe both of them have a very good chance of being the guys, but if they don't, the 2020 offseason is going to be looked back at as a monumental one in Eagles history. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, head to YouTube, subscribe. You can watch all of our videos Monday through Friday. All our shows are now on YouTube.com. Just type in Locked On Eagles and subscribe. You can follow us on any podcast platform as well. Subscribe for five shows a week wherever you get your podcasts. And then on Twitter, always talking birds at Lockdown Birds. And my Twitter account is at DiBiase, L-O-E. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds.